Yeah, like Paul said, I'm just going to share for a few minutes um, on Dedication Sunday. But you know, you may be sitting here and thinking, well, I don't have children, um, or that's not really appropriate for me. I think this could help you no matter where you're at. It could help you with if you want to bring somebody along to church, if you're already a Christian. It can help you in your relationships with people, if you want to um, just build stronger relationships. And I will talk to parents, but if you're not a parent this morning, please don't switch off, because I still think that there's something in there that can perhaps help you in your day-to-day life. I'm going to start off by reading um, an account of Jesus, and Paul referred to it when we did the dedications, and it's from Mark 10, and it says this. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. I just think that is an amazing story of how Jesus just welcomes everyone. And it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what age you are, but Jesus doesn't want anything or anyone to stop you coming closer to him. Whether that's this morning or as you go on in your life. And I've got three points this morning that hopefully you can take away that will help you to just remember and think, yeah, that's something that I can do. That's something that I can put in place in my life. And the first one is this, catch hold of the message. Now, I don't know about you and what you know about God, but in my heart, God is a loving father who sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross. And in doing so took away all my sin and then he rose again and in that rising again he brings to us victory he brings to us healing and he is there for you and he loves you and he wants to step into a relationship with you whether that's a new relationship whether that's deeper in the relationship that you already have with him Jesus is always at a place calling to you come to me come to me and I really think that Jesus, in this part of the Bible, he says that if you believe like a child, then the kingdom of heaven is there for you. These children, and kids generally find it easier to pick up things. I was trying to show my father-in-law yesterday how our Amazon Prime um, stick worked using the remote. Then I had to ask Olivia, who is seven, where's this thing on it that you do? Kids generally pick things up quickly. And sometimes the things that we've been through in life, just generally being a bit older and a bit more serious, we don't always pick up the simplicity that says, if you choose to trust in Jesus, if you choose to believe in him, then you can be saved. You can come close to God. And that is what Jesus was trying to say through this. And I believe why one of the reasons why Mark wrote it down, because he wanted to say to people, it's this simple that even a child can get it. Just trust and believe and you can come to God. And that's what I want to say to you this morning. If you've never made that step today, you can trust and believe and take that step towards God through Jesus. 
You know, there's part, a part of the Bible in John, John 8, 32, and it says this, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I think this refers to everything in life. It refers to the fact that Jesus loves you and knowing that truth, but I think it relates to anything and everything that we do. If we know the truth about something or someone, then it can just set us free. We can understand more and there's more freedom in it. And I must confess, I've had a real issue. And my issue falls with cyclists on the road. Do you want to go out, Michael? <laughs> Michael's a very avid cyclist. Please bear with me and let me finish before you start shouting abuse at me because I found out the truth and it has set me free. I have a real issue with cyclists on the road. And I think, to be honest with you, the issue lies with my poor driving. And that I don't like overtaking them because I think I'm either going to knock them off the bike or I'm going to hit the oncoming car. And I can't quite decide, is there enough room to go past? And I'm scared of the cars behind me who are waiting for me to go past. And I have this conundrum of cyclist, oncoming car, people behind, and the panic just sets in. And the issue has got worse because in my head I had this understanding that you should wear a helmet when you cycle on the road. Now this is all well and good and yes you should. I thought it was legal. These people, they don't wear their helmets. Why are they driving around on their bikes? They have no helmets on. Where, oh, that police car's coming. I think they should arrest them. And I, would, I really had a bee in my bonnet about it. People who cycle on the road with no helmet. It is illegal. Can we put the Google clip up, Jess? It's not legal. Let me read to you what it says. Is it compulsory to wear a helmet? That's what I googled. There is no British law to compel cyclists of any age to wear helmets when cycling, even though the highway code suggests that cyclists should wear a cycle helmet. So I have been ranting and raving in the car at people I do not know who cycle without a helmet. I rant and rave at Paul when he passes cyclists. Why haven't they got their helmet on? It's illegal. It is not illegal. Anyway, so I discovered this truth. And we passed a cyclist again the other day who didn't have a helmet on. And you know what? I just felt so much more at peace <laughs> about it. And I just, I, I didn't find myself getting really enraged. And I'm quite black and white about things. And if that's the law, then that's what you should do. But I just, I was like, I found out this truth. Whether I agree with the truth or not is beside the point. But I found out what the truth was about a certain situation. And do I still struggle when I come up to a cyclist and I've got to go and pass them in that, my car? Yes, I do. Well, I know that's my driving issue. But because I know the truth, I don't get as frustrated with the cyclists who don't have the helmets on because I think if I knock you off your bike, you're going to die. And really, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to my issue and concern of what I've got. And I didn't actually know what the truth is. If you can catch hold of the truth of a message, whether it's the fact that Jesus loves you, whether it's working through something in your family, whether it's something at work, whether it's knowing whether cyclists should wear helmets or not, if you can catch hold of the message and what the truth of it is, then I believe it can change your life. 
And as parents of children this morning, having them dedicated, and the things that you've committed to, if you can catch hold of the fact that God loves you, God is with you as you parent, God is for you when you get it right and when you get it wrong, then if you catch hold of that, it is so freeing when other people don't do what you think they should do, but also when you come against things, and it will help you through. So can I encourage you this morning, catch hold of the message this morning. You know, and if you do want to know more about that, we've got an Alpha and a New Believers course that has just recently started, and there is no reason why you can't come along to that tonight. And if you'd like to, come and speak to us afterwards, speak to someone on the Connect Point, and we would love to help you with that. So that's the first thing I want to say to you. Catch hold of the message. The second thing is this. Bring them. It says in Mark that one day the parents brought their children. Bring your children to Jesus. The disciples, they tried to stop them. Why? Because children are noisy? Because they want to shout out, Hello, Nan! Because they disrupt what the disciples think is the right thing? But actually... We do that ourselves, to ourselves sometimes. We think, oh, I'll be too disruptive. I've got too many things going on to come to church, to get to know Jesus. Sometimes we need to get over ourselves and bring ourselves along. Bring your children. Thank you, Megan. Getting a bit like that. Thank you. Bring your children along. Don't think that they're going to be troublesome. Don't think that they're going to be difficult. Bring them along. Come along yourselves, mess and all, to Jesus who loves you. And they didn't come of their own accord. And sometimes you can think, well, you need to come yourself. Yeah, you do. But sometimes you need to bring people, grab them by the scruff of the neck and bring them to church. Bring them to things that will do them good. Give them a book to read that will help and encourage them. Bring them along to a Mark Ritchie evening. Bring people along, not only your children, but your family, your friends, your neighbours. And there's so many things that we can do to stop us. The disciples tried to stop them, and that was physically somebody in the way, but so often now, we can stop our children getting more involved in church because of our own disappointments, because of our own lies, because of our own lack of passion. We need to encourage them to come along by setting that example. Bring your children to God in every stage, in the good stages, in the bad stages, in the difficult stages, in the heartbreaking stages. Bring your children to God. Bring them in prayer. It's not necessarily just coming into a building. Bring them to Jesus when you pray for them. Bring them to Jesus when you advise them and help them with things that they're struggling with, maybe at school. Bring them to Jesus. And the last thing I want to say to you this morning is this. Teach them. Sometimes it's not enough just to bring somebody along or to bring somebody to Jesus. Attendance doesn't always equal relationship. It's about intimacy. It's about coming closer and having an understanding. Like I said at first, until I had that clear and full understanding that actually you don't need to wear your cycle helmet by law, I just so wound up about it. 
And yet, through teaching and understanding of Google, it released me and brought freedom and brought something new and something fresh. And teaching can do so much more than just bringing someone along can. Teach them to come to Christ by your life, by you doing the same. Teach them to receive. Sometimes it's so hard to receive from other people. It's so hard to receive from Jesus. We don't feel like we can. We don't feel like we're able. We don't feel like we should have it because we don't feel good enough. Teach them to grow in their self-confidence. Teach them to accept Jesus' blessings. It says at the end of the, the few verses we read in Mark that Jesus put his hand on the head and blessed them. You want to be able to bring your child to a place where Jesus can put his hand on them and bless them. And they can know and accept that blessing. And they come to a place where they know themselves. They're not just brought because you know, but they're taught to go to Jesus themselves and to find it for themselves. And you know, as parents, sometimes we have to learn new things to help to teach our children. Um, if we can put the photo up, please don't tell Olivia I've shown you this. I'd be in so much trouble. This is Olivia. I'm sorry, it was Roald Dahl Day. That's why she's dressed up as Willy Wonka whilst playing the trumpet. So, yes, I do apologise for that. But Olivia, since she was five years old and she's nearly eight, she has wanted to play the trumpet. And they aren't allowed until they get to a certain age, apparently. And this year, she came home with a letter. She can now go to trumpet lessons. She was very excited. So we signed her up. And she came home and she was like, I was the only one who could get a sound out of the trumpet. I was the only one allowed to bring a trumpet home. That's lovely, Olivia. <laughs> and I'm also really excited that you've joined the recorder club and in year three, they teach the whole class the ukulele. We have earplugs at the back that I've been making use of at home. <laughs> Olivia is absolutely flying with her musical instruments. I have a problem, though, is that I'm not particularly very musical. Paul, on the other hand, taught himself the recorder, recorder pretty much in a week so he could help her. But then she decides that she wants to come to me to do the ukulele. I'm like, I can play three chords. I come from a very musical family. My dad can play the drums and the guitar. My mum can play the um, piano and the guitar. My sister can play everything. I can play my mouth, but not very musically. It just missed me out completely, that Jean did. And so... I'm trying to help her to get her fingers around this thing and get them on the right notes. And I'm struggling myself. And you may understand this as a parent yourself. You may um, have children in primary school and they come home with homework, whether it's maths or English. And in the course of that, you say, oh, I can do long division. And you do the long division with them. And it goes back in and a note comes home. We don't do that method at this school, Mrs. Jukes. Okay. We do the bus stop method. Is that a long division method? Children sometimes need to educate us on how they are being educated. 
We need to be able to be teachable ourselves as parents so that we can learn what is actually right and appropriate for them in their generation because our generation is gone. The way that we were taught is no longer, well, sometimes being taught. And so now, when I used to work in a primary school, we used to have classes where the parents could come in and learn how to do maths and English all over again because they've changed how they do it. Sometimes, as parents, as friends, as family, as neighbours, we need to learn things new and fresh so that we can actually be of use to our children, so we can be of use to our friends, so we can be of use to our family. So can I encourage you this morning, whether you're a parent, whether you are somebody's friend, whether you are somebody's family member and you want to encourage them and help them in something that they are endeavouring to do for the first time, then allow yourself to be taught again and fresh. Allow yourself to let go of the things that you thought before and let something new and fresh come in. And in doing so, you will equip and inspire the next generation to move on to what is forward from them, not from just what was forward from you and has already come. So I want to conclude with this this morning. That children, and all of us really, are the most blessed when we find ourselves in the arms of Jesus. And it's so wonderful to see families coming and placing their children in that place this morning but can I encourage you can I encourage each and every one of you personally but can I encourage you in your relationships that you bring people to the arms of Jesus where they are blessed more than anything I'm going to finish with a quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt and it says we cannot always build the future for our youth but we can build our youth for the future so let me encourage you this morning catch hold of that message bring them to Jesus and teach them because those are the things that will equip them for the future because we can't necessarily make the future what we would want it to be for our children we can't necessarily bring about things how we would like their lives to be how we would like this world to be but we can actually equip them through what we do, through the example that we set, so that they are ready for anything and that they are ready to shape and mould the future that comes to them. I'm going to invite the band up and I'm just going to pray to close. Father God, I thank you for the dedications this morning. I thank you that you call us to catch hold of your message. I thank you that you call us to bring ourselves and our children and our family and our friends to you. I pray that you would help us to be teachable to what is the right thing so that we can help and teach others, God. God, and I pray that this morning people would know that you love them above all else. In Jesus' name, amen.